0: All right, everyone, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, I think. Tech Sags Idol coming up here on Tech Sags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Roller Insurance Studio. Let me explain to you how Tech Sags Idol works. In fact, the first time we did it, people actually liked it. I was confused by it. Like, what are you guys thinking about? Like, I was actually getting praise from it from some staff, not all, and uh, from listeners. They really liked it. So, this is how it works. Uh, we have a couple contestants, two to three. Um, and you try out to be a part of the fan show that week. So when you come on, um, and there's the the way the voting works is you can vote online, right? So you can vote on the message boards, now the message on the textags chat. You can vote on YouTube, and you can vote on the AMB text line nine seven nine six nine three eleven fifty. We'll tally up those votes, and the winner will be invited. By the way, staff is voting as well, and their votes count a little bit more heavy. But that being said. We make it as fair as possible here on the program, and uh, we got a couple of different guys doing the show today. Uh, excited to do it, so let's go straight to the BCSI hotline. We're going to start off with James Leopold, who's also known as the Good Poster there on Texags. Uh Welcome to Texags Idol, James. How you doing, man? Good morning to you,
1: Nuno. Good morning. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm well, man. Thanks so much for uh, obviously uh, being an active participator on the show and on the board. So uh, thank you very much. So uh, we'll, we'll start things off with um, what I asked the guys on Thursdays. What is on your mind?
1: Well, I mean, it's such a exciting time to be an Aggie, especially with the way the three big sports are going. Um, I was talking to a couple Aggies yesterday, and we were just saying, I mean, baseball, football, and basketball, all three sports, are undeniably trending up and climbing fast. Um I mean it's just a fun time to be an Aggie. Um I mean I don't know with all these guys coming on campus, we got a couple of football guys, all the recruits finishing out that 22 class showing up over the weekend, the way baseball's going. I mean it's just it's fun, right? I mean we're having a gr- we're having a blast right now. It's it's just great. We're we're in the the golden era and it's only going to get better.
0: All right, uh so I'm going to do something different today. I don't know why. I just feel like experimenting, James, and I apologize that you're the, the guinea pig on this one. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to go to Sutton, who I'm going to ask him the same question. We're going to go back and forth today to see how that flows, all right? So just hold up. We go to the BCSI hotline. Sutton Turner, who's uh, obviously a part of Section 12, um, big participator also on tex Sutton, good morning to you, sir.
2: Howdy, David. How are you this morning?
0: I'm good, man. So uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of the same questions. So what's on your mind this AM?
2: Well, uh, with OB investing and Jimbo about to face St. Nick Saban, I got a little uh, Nuno rant for you that I don't think has been discussed. Um, Jimbo called St. Nick Saban a narcissist. It's a clinical case. Uh, I'm not a psychologist, but uh, Jimbo – like me uh, um, has famously worked for a narcissist. You know, there's nine clinical signs of a narcissist, David. And, you know, when Saban made that baseless claim, most people don't read it. They say, and, and, but he said, you know, we, we um, were second. We being Bama, we were second in recruiting last year. And A&M was first. A&M bought every player on, on their team and made a deal for name, image, and likeness Um uh-huh. We didn't buy being being Alabama one player. So that means all of our players got NIL deals and none of Bama's did. Then Jimbo responds, "Quote: It's despicable that a reputable head coach would come out and say this when things don't go his way. When things don't go his way, and then he says the narcissist in him doesn't let this happen." See, one sign of a narcissist, and there's nine, is when narcissists aren't successful, they blame other people and circumstances around them for the cause of their failure. And that's what Sid Satan's doing. He's saying, basically, they didn't win the recruiting war because he was victim of NIL. Another thing that narcissists do is they're unable to apologize. So a couple of days later, um, St. Nick goes on. Um, a a radio show, and he quote unquote apologized, and that was the headline. Saban apologized, but read his apology. I this is Nick Saban quote. I really didn't mean to single anybody out. I apologize for that. So he doesn't apologize to Jimbo or to Prime by name. He says that he didn't mean or, or he didn't intend. See. See, this is exactly a narcissist. The last thing, David, I want to point out. Number eight on signs of a narcissist. It says it's vulnerability to life transition. And this is what I believe is happening to St. Nick Saban. He sees Jimbo building in the West. He sees Kirby and what he has already built in the East. And I truly believe, David, This is going to be our last year of dealing with Nick Saban as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: Sutton, you brought the heat, my man. Great way to start the show. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to go through James. I wanted to make sure you all had uh, your opening thoughts here on uh, Tech Sag's Idol. So, James, you know, the, the hot topic, obviously, is A&M baseball right now with the regional. So did they get it right, the NCAA, by giving A&M the five seed or the uh, the uh, national seed They're at number five overall? And uh, do you like the regional? For
1: six, before the tournament? Um, but I'm happy with the five. I mean, we knew before the tournament, you know, top eight was was pretty much a certainty. Um, I mean, they played well in Hoover. Um, they went through the gauntlet that is the SEC, which is no easy task. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking ahead right now. I'm looking towards this weekend. Um, I mean, I think we're in a really good spot. Oral Roberts is they're they're great. They got two really really good arms. They got that big lefty, and they have one other. Uh, one other pitcher who has really really impressed, um, but you know what I'm most excited about is the opportunity. I'm actually I'm, I'm going to probably go another I'm going to zag while everyone I'm going to go the other direction and say I want to play TCU. I want Schloss to go up against his old team because I think I think we are going to win and then we're going to go we're going to roll into the, the next weekend into the Super and we're just going to keep going at one game at a time. So I'm excited. Um, I mean. I heard what Schloss said when y'all played it earlier this morning, and he was, you know, he, he said he had mixed emotions. He was happy for TCU, but I think, you know, deep down, he wants to win this game. He wants to win this game. We got the arms to do it. We got the offensive firepower to do it, and so it's going to be a good time in College Station this weekend. I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
0: All right, uh, James, we're going to move on to the next topic, football wise. If the SEC does move into a three-six scheduling format, who would you want A&M's permanent opponents to be?
1: Well, I'm going to change the question just a little bit because if we get three opponents, well, we actually get to choose two. We're, we're playing Texas. That's, that's a non-negotiable. The, I, I can tell you right now that the SEC has already made that decision. A&M is playing Texas every single year. So if we're looking at the other two, I, I think geographically, I mean, LSU makes sense. Um, and then, you know, I'm probably going to say someone like a Missouri um for our three. So Missouri, Texas, LSU. Um, you know, I, I think where things stand right now, um, A and M is head and shoulders above those three teams. Um, you know, I, I I'm a little frustrated maybe a little bit because I wanna play I wanna play Texas this year. I, I've been waiting ten years to play Texas, you know, in a meaningful football game, not like a Texas bowl or anything like that. But I I'm just licking my list at the chance for our defensive line to go against their offensive line because our our defensive line with all the talent coming in, with the class that we just signed, I mean, I don't think that they... I think we play 10 times, we're winning 9, we're probably winning 10.
0: All right, we got two questions left. Need to answer them in a minute and a half combined, all right? We're going to go with the first one. Uh, who are Stay you most intrigued it. by uh, of the of the new guys on campus that just came in here in the last few days, and why?
1: Okay, so first, well, I'm going to say Chris Marshall. Now, we don't mention it enough, Chris Marshall actually didn't start playing football until his junior season um, in high school and finished the year ranked as the twenty-five, twenty-fifth 25th, 25th prospect on the composite online. I mean, are you kidding me? A five-star. He climbed up to a five-star after only playing two seasons. This guy is long. He's athletic. He has a basketball background. I see so much similarities with him and Mike Evans. You know, Mike Evans was also a pretty standout basketball player at Galveston Ball. So I think if he adds about 10 to 15 pounds once he gets on campus, which was over the weekend, you know, fills out that frame a little bit, he is an explosive play waiting to happen. And that's what this team needed. We needed those explosive plays on the perimeter. We needed those tall, big receivers that we can throw the ball up to to really stretch the field. I think that's what the offense was missing.
2: All
0: right, and last one for you in about forty five seconds if you can, which is unfair, but we gotta get everybody in. What coach has had the best year on campus and why?
1: It, it you know, it's it, it's so hard to, to to pick just one because all the coaches are, are doing so well, and that's not just the top three sports. I mean, if you look at JC Higgins, the golf coach, he's done an outstanding job. You know, some of the the, the less uh, sexy sports, you know, we've had some coaches do some tr- tremendous stuff this year. I'm going to go with Schloch. I mean, he started the season 14-9, first year in College Station. The, the roster was all over the place, quite frankly, with so many transfers and people coming in, and he's just getting acclimated to College Station. Um, but he finished out with 35, 35 wins in a national seed, and we're playing with house money this weekend because no matter what happens uh, moving forward in playoff baseball, this season was a wild success.
0: James, great job, my friend. We'll let you know at the end of the show how it turns out. But uh, really good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nino. Take care. There he is. the good poster. We go back to the BCSI hotline. We are rejoined by Sutton Turner, who's uh, going in for his second question. And they'll be very similar. Sutton, we'll, we'll uh, go to you on uh, the NCAA. Did they get it right with A&M as a five seed, uh, as the fifth overall national seed? And do you like this regional? And, and you can throw in the uh, the matchup with TCU here. Hello, Sutton. Did we lose Sutton? Did we lose Sutton? Sutton, are you there? All right, I'm going to put him back on hold and see if the guys can check him. We'll try to get Sutton back here. So, again, the way the game works, and you can start voting now if you think that he's uh, done a really good job. Um, but he's on hold, it says. All right, we'll try him again. But um, you can vote on it on the A&B text line or on the chats on YouTube. And, of course, you can do it on Textags. Uh, dot com. Sutton, we're trying again. Are you there, guys? I'm not hearing him. You say he's there. I don't hear him. So maybe hang up and try him again. All right, uh, we'll try to get Sutton back on here so you can do, vote. A couple of things that he, we touched on there. Let's, you know what? Let's do this. Let's let's hit a break here, and we'll finish off with Sutton in the next segment, and then Tomás, myself, and and Sam will will break it down and we'll look at the uh, the votes there on the A and B text line. So do that. Um, we'll hit a break. We'll come back with Sutton. You can uh, text us on the AMB b text line, 979-693-1150. It its Texag's idle Idol here on Texag's Radio. All right, we're back, tex Radio here, uh, presented by David Gardner, Dealer from the Rallo Insurance Studio. We're doing Texag's idle, and like they tell a jury, you got to strike that from the record or you can't take that into account. Do not take into account the phone difficulties uh, that we had there a moment ago. When voting for your Texas Idol winner, Sutton Turner, now back, uh, he's trying out for the fan show. He's done the fan show during the game days, so uh, I know he's got some game when it comes to that. Sutton, are you there this time?
2: Howdy, I am totally All right. here.
0: All right, man. I'm sorry about whatever happened in the last segment. So we'll, we'll we'll try to get it right. Did the NCAA get it right with AM being the uh, number five overall seed, and also their matchup with TCU?
2: Well, I'm, I'm a hater of committees. Um, all committees uh, seem to be bring out the BAS in me. Um, that being said, I was hoping to, that our path to Omaha was going to go through the SIPs and was going to go through the Horned Frog. And And, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get the SIPs, but I do think I am happy um, that TCU um, will be coming in town, and I'll be out there at 1 o'clock. Um, getting my sunburn on on friday
0: all right sunburn time to talk about how about ob getting his sunburn there in Destin? you got a sec uh spring meetings taking place a lot of things being discussed one of those is um the three six scheduling format three games versus the same teams every year plus six other sec teams rotating um, what do you think about that and who do you want to be a&m's uh, permanent opponents
2: yes yeah, see, i come at this a little bit different because i was in school 91, 92, 93, 94. And so, and during that time period, David, all we cared about was beating six. That's all we cared about. And as a, as a result, we went to uh, the Cotton Bowl and laid an egg three straight years. Florida State and then uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I want us to focus on winning a national championship and not beating fifth I want to beat the fifth when it matters. And I love that way that Billy puts that. So, I do believe that we're going to just have one permanent opponent. I think the Sips and the and the, the OU will do their red rival, whatever the heck they call it, and we're going to end up with LSU, which last two times I went to LSU for an A&M game was horrible experience, but you know what? We're, I think we're going to do that every other year.
0: All right. Uh, who are you most intrigued by of the new guys on campus that just moved in here in the last few days?
2: To me, if you look at what Anthony Lucas did during the spring and what an impact he made at defensive end, I expect the same thing from Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart. And so I'm going to do a Billy and do 1A and 1B. I think it's both of those two defensive tackles. I'm not going to be surprised at all by the end of the year if we if three of our starting defensive linemen are Walter Nolan, Shamar Stewart, and Anthony Lucas.
0: All right, and the last one for you, Sutton. What coach has had the best year on campus and why?
2: So, kind of going back to what I said with uh, rating a successful year, I think we need to start thinking about rating a successful year based upon where the team ends up uh, at the end of the year. And so, to me, I look at someone. Um, we ended up fifth at the end of that year um, in his very first year going into the SEC, and um, and that's the way I think we should judge uh, coaching and judge our program is how it ranks on the nation and how we finished in the nation.
0: Okay, so you you want to wait until this year's done to tell me if it's Schloss or if it's no, whoever, correct? I'm going to
2: say it's someone. I'm going to say oh, someone no, now I, because
3: he no no, no he finished. But I, I,
0: I meant this year on campus. Who who's the best this year from all the coaches we have on campus this year? Who's yeah. had the best year?
2: Yeah, I've got I got to wait uh, and see yeah. how um, Pat Henry ends up um, in, in Eugene because um, he could very well win the national championship uh, or finish in the top three. Um, and and definitely let's see what Slosh does. Let's see what. I mean, this is a gritty, gritty, awesome team that, like Bronny was talking about earlier, could very well be like a an NC State type of a team and grit it out. I mean, I'm I'm going to be there supporting them all weekend long. Uh, I think everybody should, uh, but based upon the team's ending, how we end the, the 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 year, to me, that's that's when you say this coach had a better year than the other coach.
0: Sutton, great job, man. Thank you very much. We'll let you know at the end of the show, okay? Thank you. Gig'em. Thank you, sir. Gig'em. There he is, Sutton, um, on the BCSI hotline. So right now, we're going to break it down. There are some votes coming in, some not as nice as others. Some are pretty nice. If you would like to uh, break it down, you can certainly do that uh, by texting the AMB text line. Tell us who you think won. You can also do it on the YouTube chat or on the TexAgs chat, um, you can do that by going to com. Hopefully you are a premium subscriber. Get in there on the chat and chit-chat with us. Tell us who won so they can be on the show this Thursday at 1035 when we do this week's version of the fan show. All right, so I'm going to throw in um, my guys here, Tomas Romo and Sam Kamen. Guys, let's break them down. I think they both had uh, very good opening dialogues. Uh, Tomas, you go first.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I think both of them, like you said, had good dialogue there, but... For me, I'm going to go with James. I really like what he had to say. I thought he was very thorough with his points. He backed him up very well, too. And he was just some, I mean, just listening to him, I just really liked what he had to say. I liked his voice, and I think he did a good job. Okay. Um, Sam, your thoughts on what you heard? Yeah, I thought both of them were pretty good. Um, I really liked Sutton's point at the very end of, you got to be able to see what, see where, Track and field finishes as well as slosh. I do think that as of right now, it's like a compilation of things. I would say Garrett Chadwell's probably had the best coaching job this year, to, from basically where he took the program a year ago, and where he finished it at the end of this year, at in a national semifinal, national semifinalist, and so. Yeah, there's Ryan.
0: <laughs> Those watching on the chat, yeah, um, crazy back here. So I look, uh, and I by the way, I think the question is unfair for that reason is the fact that we are answering it with still season to be played. Garrett Chadwell absolutely should be, uh, if not one A, one B. But the thing is. Uh, we can still see, and both are coming from different places, right? Like the the fact that baseball didn't even make the SEC tournament last year, and here they are as a as number five, right? Um, that says a lot. But they got to now prove it in the in the regionals, and then they got to prove it in the super regionals to get to the to the level of what G just did. So, uh, Coach Garrett Ger- Ger- I should say. So, um, by the way, uh, the I'm not going to read some of these text messages because some of them aren't as nice. They're they're not like I'll, words like boo and. Get them off my air. And there's also, like, this guy's great. So there's been – is that a fair way of breaking it down, Tomas? You, you, you've got your eye on the, uh, on the A&B text line without being – that, that is the fairest and nicest way yeah. to say that. There, there are some people using words that we won't use about the way it was delivered. I think they both had really good opening monologues. I do. Or monologues. But you know what I'm saying. Opening thoughts. So, um, again, we'll uh, tell you the winner at 1035 today uh, if you want to vote, you can vote on the AMB text line, nine seven nine six nine three eleven fifty. Nine seven nine six nine three one one five zero is the uh the way to text the show or to do it on the uh chat or do it on the uh yeah, both chats. You've got the YouTube chat and you've also got the Tex Ax chat here to break it down. And whoever wins will be invited to be on the fan show this Thursday. So both I you know, James, I've I've seen him post for for A long time there on the boards and also on the chat he does a great great job so I appreciate him doing that and Sutton uh, used to do the show quite a bit with uh, with Gabe back in the old days and uh, and I know he's got a big following uh, on social with his section 12 group so um, we'll see how that all shakes out all right so I wanted to talk about before we had a break here because we're gonna have coach Henry in studio another guy that we can absolutely say coach of the year candidate with the way his year has gone and You know, lost one of his best athletes and is still in the mix for a national championship. That just shows you the kind of power this program has. So we're going to talk to him uh, as they get closer for the uh, NCAA tournament. But I do want to talk about the uh, NBA Finals for a moment because, again, we do have an Aggie in the NBA Finals. I believe, if memory serves me correct, this is the third straight year we've had an Aggie in the NBA Finals. Uh, Caruso with the Lakers, they ended up winning. Um, we had uh, Chris Middleton last year with the Milwaukee Bucks. They ended up winning it. This year we got the Warriors on the left. I don't know why I said the left, but they're one team. I guess because on the on the on the map they're to my left. And you've got the Boston Celtics to my right on the East Coast, and they've got Robert Williams III on their team. And uh, he has dealt with injuries during the year and a little bit early on in the playoffs. I would say he's had an up and down playoffs, Robert Williams. But I I found it very interesting. That he had such a great third quarter in Game Seven, where they were up significantly, and they made a change. And I just read why they made the change, but they they thought Al Horford was playing great, and um, they wanted to put Al Horford in there in the fourth quarter. I can hear Tomas wanting to say something. Are you? Are you?
3: I, I'm I'm kind of waiting for you to finish your point because I'm I'm gonna say something I think you're gonna laugh. Okay, can, keep going. But they brought in
0: Al Horford. And they thought it, it was a better fit for the way that game was going. And um, uh, Ime Uduka, I think that's how you say it, said that uh, he's the head coach at Boston, says, uh, with Rob overall, he was playing solid. It wasn't anything physical. It just more had to do with Al hitting the threes and making some big plays out there. I say that and letting you know that Robert Williams played most of the third quarter, and he had 10 points in that third quarter, and they were leading significantly at the end of the third quarter. So more Robert Williams, please. Go, go ahead, Tomas.
3: So, I think I think you remember this, David. I'm going to assume you remember this. What, maybe a month ago, month and a half? Oh, you're gonna brag. Here we go. So the Warriors were going to be in the finals, and here they are. And I'm going Warriors in six. Okay, I said the Warriors gonna be in the finals too. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I mean we well, were playing that game. Well, I said it too. I think I said it first, though. Really? You have a talk show? That you get to say,
0: <laughs> that you get to say your thoughts on air all the time. No, know. I don't. Oh, I okay. don't. I
3: only get that opportunity when I'm here with you. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take it in the sense that you know what? How about this? We both were right. Yeah. Did you think the Celtics would be in it? Because I did not. Um, I thought it was gonna be the Celtics or the Heat. A part of me wanted the Heat to win Game Seven. I'm a B- Jimmy Butler. I think he really deserves a ring in Miami. Kind of curious what they're gonna do this off season. But I'm happy for Robert Williams and the Celtics. Jason Tatum. He wore the 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 Kobe wristband. The whole Game 7 mantra yep. of it all. It was a good game. I just wanted a close basketball game. The whole postseason with the NBA, it's either been a 20-point blowout, and we get lucky every three or four games that it's a close game by the end of the fourth quarter.
0: Yep. Hey, and I was going to say this, by the way. I I changed my opinion to the Celtics after their first-round knockout of was it the Nets, right? The that yes. so they they beat right? and then they beat the bucks, and then they beat mm-hmm. the bucks i but after the first round, as good as Jason Tatum was, and by the way, he was great at the end of those games, uh, he was great against the bucks. I was like, this guy might be your nBA finals MVP the way he 's playing if he keeps doing it at this level he's he 's really kind of transfer we all knew he was a fringe top ten player right he's he 's trying to get into that rare top five um Era. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Right now, one caller number one. We're going to give you a free car wash from Aguilan Express Car Wash in South College Station off of William D. Fitch and Greens Prairie. They are Aggie-owned and operated with the friendliest staff and the personal touch. They offer a monthly membership. We'll give the first caller a free car wash right now from Aguilan Express in South College Station, 979-693-1150. All right, we're back, Texags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. We are here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. It is now time to talk a little track and feel with Coach Pat Henry, brought to you by Thanks, the guys. Brazos Running Company, your local Aggie-owned specialty running store. Save 10% in-store when you mention the code TEXAggs10. How
4: you doing? Good. I I am glad you guys make time to talk about track and feel. It helps us. Good. It's good. good. I hear good comments, and and uh, it's appreciated. Um there aren't many people around that have a have a, a time frame to talk about track, and, and so uh, it's appreciated. We have some great athletes, as you know, and uh, it's fun to talk about them. From my
0: perspective, what I love about these segments, A, is we've developed a, a relationship that's yeah. been phenomenal, um, but also the education that I get. I know sometimes I use it to my advantage to be a better runner, but that being said, just overall <laughs> the way – the sport works collegiately and how yeah. what it takes to get your team ready. That is, uh, I think, great education. Good, good. So um, t- let's talk about the last few weeks. How do you feel how things have shaped out?
4: Yeah, we uh, we were just talking off air just now. Uh, this was a meet that we advanced 48 in the west to to this region. They don't want to call it region anymore. They want to call it first round uh, championships where 12, only 12 advanced out of the 48. And so, twelve from the west and twelve from the east, and those twenty-four go to Eugene, and and uh, that's the competition we have left forward. Um, we were talking, we'd, we'd, uh, we we <laughs> we. It's hard to explain. You go in with a performance, and of the people who advanced out of the top twelve, we only had one that didn't advance, who was in the top twelve, and that's Deborah Aqua out of the triple jump, which was a major blow for us. Um, not good, not, not a good thing to happen. So that, that was the only performance really that we had that, uh, we didn't get out. Uh, I, although I will say our, our men's four by one was, was probably number two. We, we, uh, just didn't get the exchange. We didn't drop it. We just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So our four by one didn't advance.
0: Difficult to, uh, to overcome.
4: No, no. The thing about this championships uh, and about the national championships is that hopefully you have a group of people that you put in this mix. They have these rankings, they rank people going into these championships, but it's still about you are giving yourself the opportunity to win this championship. This is about everybody having a great day on the same day and it really does it, it you have to have a great day and you have to have a bunch of your people have a great day to win these championships no one's a shoe in mm-hmm. um, you know people think track is is um, you know you you either run fast or you don't run fast well that that's not true you know that's you have to be prepared on that day and there's lots of factors that, that play into that
0: a lot of our audience, as you know, is a football audience. Yeah. And a couple of football guys had some pretty nice weekends. Let's start off with Bryce Foster, uh, ranked number 18th, finished fourth, and recorded nearly a two-and-a-half-foot personal best. Uh, yeah. he. I mean, you've been telling us, as long as he stays with the process, he's going to yeah. get there.
4: Yeah, and I think that's good for football people to see, too, is that it is a process. Uh, it, Jimbo is a process for his people to get better. It's a process— but you can see it in track because it's measurable. It's measurable by a tape measure. Uh, in football, sometimes I don't know how they measure if that guard or that center is getting better all the time. I, they have tools, but ours is really a defined tool. And you can see Bryce is, uh, is getting better each week. And it's not all physical. It's, it's, it's mental and it's positions and it's rhythm. And he's starting to starting to do it. I, I you know he had some puts in practice last week that were. I just happened to walk over to the shot put on one day and was significantly better than that put that he oh. had in the meet. So practice is practice. Practice doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Practice gets you to 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 uh, start feeling good about yourself or or bad about yourself. Uh, he's feeling good about himself right now, and that's a big part of this whole thing.
0: Yeah, there's one thing to learn, right, and, yeah. and figure it out. But then to have to actually okay. do it when it matters. Yeah,
4: it's it's doing it when it matters is is the challenge, and and that's every it's a, every discipline we have. But Bryce, football people can see it's a tape measure. It's good to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just how high is the ceiling for this year and for beyond?
4: Bryce is going to be a great shot putter. Um I hope he doesn't run out of time on the track to be a great shot putter because uh, because he's he, I think he's he's a pretty good football player and I don't you know everybody says the guy's going to go to the league right away and he's going to do this and going to do that that's that's yet to be seen but I think the more time he has with us I think he's going to play out he's going to be a great shot putter if he has the time to do it
0: So I know Devon had a uh, interesting weekend as well Yeah
4: yeah, A chain A chain um it was his exchange that, that didn't do well. Um and that's two guys, that's not one guy. That that something happened wrong. Um the hundred meters and the two hundred meters, he's he's getting to a point within the race and posturally is not able to hold right now. And I think it's a it's a mental thing. It is, it is a mental thing, especially in the hundred meters. Um, so, you know, I, I, I look for him to bounce back. He's such a great competitor. Um, but he didn't make it in the 200 meters. So he's got the hundred meters and we'll see what he does.
0: And I saw this note that TP sent me, uh, Texas A&M, the only school in the nation to have qualified two dual sport athletes.
4: Yeah. I, I didn't know that coming in here either. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of football guys that compete in track and field, but, uh. Uh, getting into this top group is is a challenge for any anybody, but especially for a dual sport guy, and that's great. It shows the kind of athletic uh, abilities this guys have.
0: I can always lead with Deshay, um, but Deshay Wise the only <laughs> athlete to qualify in two individual events, the 100 and yeah. also the 400 meter hurdles.
4: Yeah, it's hard to leave her personality out of yeah. it, isn't it? You know, she's one of those that she she's just um, she has a she has an air about herself and she um, – the intermediate – she's doing really well in the short hurdles, uh, in the 100-meter hurdles. She looks really good. She's doing really well. She advanced. Um, but I I still believe that the intermediate hurdles is a race that she can be very, very good at, and she's starting to show it.
0: Well, th- another note that I was given, um, she was not even a 400-meter hurdler before coming to yeah.
4: Texas A&M and when she was at Cal. yeah. I just felt like watching her a little bit. She had a step pattern. And, and I asked her about it when she came in, and she said, well, yeah, she'd like to try. And so um, she's done a good job of trying. <laughs> she's getting better all the time. That's that's great to hear. Yeah.
0: So NCAA West Regionals, do you like the format, no. the way it's set up? No,
4: you don't even have to talk anymore about it. You want to move on? It's, it's the worst goddamn yeah. meeting there is. You know, I mean, it's just – it's just um, it's a repetition. It It is the opportunity for good ones to fail. It's an opportunity for somebody who's not very good to get in the meet, in the championships, and and that's great. It's great to have that. But the season has got to start counting more than it does. Uh, it, it, it's like A-Chain. A-Chain tied with a guy in the 100 meters right down to the 1,000th of a second. So what determined his advancement was – what he ran in, in another meet not the national championship right. what he ran during the season and it's got a in my opinion things have got to revert back to the real season the actual season being very meaningful and, and we're kind of getting away from that
0: how was Lamar's uh, performance
4: Lamar looked really good yeah you know the thing that happens in in the high jump is 12 advance so with 48 starting you start jumping until the other 36 go out, that's basically what it is. In the 12 remaining, they advance. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take the bar up very high. Or Lamar's height, you don't have to go up very high. For some people, that was that was a really a high bar. But for her, it isn't. And she just advanced on a on an average jump. And uh, next week, that doesn't happen that way.
0: Brandon Miller uh, earned an automatic qualifying spot after winning his 800-meter heat. Yeah. Um, best time of 146.03.
4: Yep. Look good doing it. one by about ten meters, I think. And and uh, uh, I, I think he may be coming into his own right now. It's really too bad we were, we lost uh, Sam Whitmarsh. Um, but um, Sam is a medical deal, we, There's we nothing we can do about that. But Brandon really really stepped up and and looked really good. Plus, he runs on our four by four. So Brandon Brandon is is a, is a great athlete on this team. Yeah, um, and Pope. Also, yeah, I think the thing that's hard to see about Mpoké is that um last Monday, you know, we have a little metal curb that goes around the track, and he stepped on that curb and twisted his ankle r- r- real bad to where it was swollen about twice normal size. Mm-hmm. Well, Saul, Luna, our our trainer, boy, they worked really hard all last week, and um it helped him mentally, but that is is he's really swollen, and for him to run the intermediates this week was a major challenge, and uh, he did a tremendous job for a little guy. He's really tough. I mean, really tough. So we got another week to to get all that swelling down out and and let him feel a little bit better about the situation, and I think I think he'll respond.
0: Talk a, l- a little bit about uh, Carter and his performance there.
4: Same thing in the high jump is that is you jump until there's only 12 left, and he was one of the 12. So it worked out good for, for Carter. Carter's a, Carter's a different kind of guy. When he's on, he's really on. When he's off, he's really off. Um, but he's on. He's on right now, so good. it'll be fun to see what he does. I think this team is a little – we're taking 25 people. Uh, we're taking 14 ladies and 11 men we're 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 pretty balanced with um I think we have seven freshmen out of that group and we have seven sophomores so we're pretty balanced in in our group that we're taking forward, and that's a good thing um because you have a few people that have been to this meet and can help some of the younger people understand but uh, the s e c prepares you for this kind of competition yeah the best come to the top.
0: Um, and I'm going to read this from a 903 Area Code on the A&B text line. It says, awesome to get to hear from all the coaches. But as a former track uh, star, getting to hear from a legend is the best. So that you're getting a lot of love out there on the A&B text line. Last thing, how does your, your next few days, your week uh, work as you head towards Eugene?
4: Yeah, we'll meet here in another hour. Uh, we'll go through a pretty relaxed session today. Uh, uh, as much uh, mental relaxation as anything. It's not a physical, right? Re- it's a mental relaxation and, and start preparing. You, you can't run tomorrow. You can't run in three days. You can't run in a week. We can run next Thursday and Friday and Saturday, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And if you emotionally, if you start putting too much emotion into it too quickly, that's not a good thing. Right. So it's about just controlling your own personal environment and uh training, feeling good about your training and getting ready to compete in another week and just relax and get ready. As always,
0: I love our catch ups and uh I'll be bothering yeah. you here soon, all right?
4: No, that's good. I we'll have uh we leave on Sunday, so next week if we do this it'll have to be telephone.
0: Well I'd love to do it. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. That is uh, our conversation with Pat Henry, brought to you by the Brazos Running Company, your local Aggie-owned specialty running store, safe 10% in-store. When you mention the code TEXAGS10, Coach, thank you so much. All right. And when we come back, an open segment before, before, excuse me, we hit the top of the hour with Andrew Monaco in studio. It's next on TEXAGS.
3: I mean, I think we all kind of had a pretty good expectation that if they weren't hosting, they'd be here. Makes makes for good TV, and the NCAA they love to do that. So I, I don't think it's a surprise to really anybody once we found out they weren't going to be hosting. Pretty much knew they'd be here. I mean, shoot, I was in Fort Worth last summer at their regional, so excited to play them again, and you know, it's just gonna be a, a good time all around. I mean, I think
0: good time all around. We're getting ready for that regional on Friday, one o'clock. Earl Roberts coming up next for Texas A&M baseball. Uh, you're listening to Textags Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. And uh, we've got a few text messages coming in right now. Uh, we have uh, Benji in the back who's tabulating the votes for our Textags Idol. You can still text message the show and tell us who you think won recently. I'm not going to tell you who. Somebody's got a flurry of texts that look exactly the same. like Almost like somebody sent a text out there like, hey, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. Because uh, all the answers look the same. I don't care how the votes come in. Uh, hopefully you're listening to the show. Benji's going to tabulate those votes for us. I know Tomas has got his eye on it, and so does Sam Kamen. We did get a text a moment ago from Roger and Rose Hill. Roger and Becky are listening. Oh, that's two listeners. So add that to the ratings, guys. Uh, it says, uh, thanks so much in big letters for having Coach Henry on. He is uh, he is fantastic. Absolutely. Coach Henry is phenomenal. Um, so, again, if you want to participate in tex Idol next week, you can text us on the A&B text line or email me directly on the show. Or uh, you can just comment on one of the YouTube videos, say, "Hey, I want to do it." Um, a couple of you guys have said you want to do it next week, so we'll we'll try to tabulate that. The winner from today's Idol. regardless if you just you know did a group chat and told everybody to vote for you if they weren't listening. Um, no problem. We're, we're, we know. know um, yeah, well, another one just came in. Wow, they all look the same. They all look the same. But uh, right now it is neck and neck. It is exactly tied. It is tied. I'm not going to tell you the number. But it is tied. So both of these guys have a great chance. Um, it could take that one vote. It may, you may need to text your, your grandma to vote right now. It may Hey,
4: David, I love Texas Radio. I think so-and-so did great.
0: That's fine. I don't mind. Either way. All right. So in the next hour, we're going to do a couple different things for you. Uh, we are going to talk to Andrew Monaco in studio for a little bit, a couple segments with Andrew. By the way, one of my favorite guests because, um, A, one of the happiest human beings in the world. Just happy to do this job. A happy person he's awesome what he does and has great insight that he gets to see things that we don't get to see i love having um, the voice of the aggies on the air so we'll have co- uh, not coach a uh, broadcast coach if you will andrew monaco will be in studio for a couple segments here and then at ten thirty-five, i kind of want to go over some of the things that we talked about uh with olin and just give you my perspective on how i think some of that shakes out i want to get uh, your thoughts on that and then we're going to do a countdown to kickoff with Tomas Romo. He's going to give us some of the best plays here um, that he has seen. Is it over
3: the last ten years? Is that right, Tomas? Uh, we're ju- we're going Aggie history. Oh, ag- oh, we're going we're going big. We're going big. We've got ninety five days till kickoff. But we're not going to do ninety five plays, are we? No, it's just you'll see when you get there. You guys stay tuned. All right, Tomas Romo is going to give us some plays.
0: We're actually going to see it if you're watching it on one of our different uh, social media mechanisms. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but that's. What we have. All right, guys. Uh, three permanent rivals was the ideal situation. We'll talk about that because that's one of the things that they're going to be talking about there at the uh, SEC spring meetings. We have that, and obviously want to break down everything that is happening there um, at uh, at the uh, A&M baseball regional that starts on Friday afternoon at one o'clock versus Oral Roberts. Tomas already gave us the scouting report. They've got a closer that is out of this world. Pretty Frontline starter as well. That's all right. AM's got one of the best offices in the country. Go check the records in SEC Play. Put some respect in your mouth. All right. Do you want to vote in or call in? 979 693 1150 979 693 1150. That's the BCSI hotline. That is also the AMB text line. We will chat with you guys here shortly. It's Tech Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers.
4: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.